This is Women in Leadership Podcast, featuring success insights from women around the globe. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast, brought to you by TheInfluenceAlliance.com, the business building community for change makers who want to build a sustainable and scalable business that they love. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, my guest today says you, you are the one and only CEO of your life. And joining me on today's show is Ella Staniak. Now, Ella, she is the founder of Feminine Leaders. She's a, a diversity and inclusion advocate an international speaker and 2020 TEDx speaker. Now, Ella helps female CEOs and executives and business owners to create high caliber performance and confidence through her seven-step self-leadership systems. Now, she's also ranked among the top eight women's leadership businesses in New South Wales and ACT in Australia. Wow. Now, on today's show, Ella is going to share how we can master self-leadership, and that is the key to our success. She's going to talk about making it a priority to find our true purpose, our passion and our values and how adversity can become your greatest asset in business and in your personal life. So welcome to the show, Ella. Thank you so much for having me, Anne-Marie. I just want to acknowledge how much I value and honor your commitment to this show, to dedicating your time and energy to creating such beautiful and positive space for men and women to learn from each other how to achieve, as you said, the businesses which we love. So thank you. Oh, and thank you. I mean, this uh, podcast platform is really about people such as yourself who have walked a journey, learned insights, and now want to impart that because, as I mentioned in, in, and do in, in other shows, why reinvent the wheel when we can learn and, and have insights be imparted so that we don't have to make the same mistakes and get there far quicker uh, and far more easily as well. So just give us a little bit of a background of uh, how you progress the pathway that you took that leads you now to being so passionate about helping other women leaders. Take us a little bit on that journey, if you would, Ella. Thank you so much. I would love to. Um, In the last 12 years, I have been in coaching space, first in fitness and wellness coaching, and today in leadership and performance. I have always worked with professional women who are high achiever, very ambitious about meeting and achieving extraordinary goals, not only in their career, but also personal life. And so through studying first sports coaching, athletic training, motivation, behavioral science, and even hypnotherapy and so on, I today teach women how to harness their power, their feminine strengths, their experiences, how to find what their talents are and use those entities as assets in creating extraordinary results professionally and personally. I just happened to uh, be experienced and to be exposed to a lot of adversity in my life. I do believe that I was given a lot of adversity from a very young age. And so I want to share those messages with men and women in leadership that adversity is really only as difficult and as limiting as your perception is. And it can be used as an asset because every moment of a challenge is an opportunity for growth, evolvement and bettering ourselves. 
Yeah, I love that. And, you know, how often we speak to people and they've had an idea or there's something that has just been planted in their heart for some time, yet they're being held back because they think some adversity on some challenges have really positioned them never to be able to, to achieve that. And last year, as we know, was certainly one of the most challenging years, but pe some people may also have some real personal, um, you know, situations and events that have occurred that really is inhibiting their, their ability to move forward. And I know you're going to talk about some of those insights, but I love the way that you're wanting to speak, share more about mastering self-leadership. You say that that's the key to success. And as I hear that kind of that self-leadership, it really is kind of taking ownership and saying, you know what, where I am now and what I'm experiencing doesn't have to be where I remain. And it's taking ownership of that. How would you define self-leadership? And then you can share some, some keys to success that you've identified as well. But self-leadership, what does that mean to you? What a beautiful explanation, Anne-Marie. I couldn't agree more. Self-leadership is a mastery of excellence when it comes to our ability to take responsibility for our decisions, our emotions, uh, and our actions, for our past, our now, our future. It is mastering a skill of being disciplined, being able to create consistent, sustainable results. And lastly, according to my self-leadership model, it is continue to growing emotional intelligence, that awareness, emotional regulation, and having the empathy to go way beyond to the situations which we are involved in or the situations which we need to resolve and having capacity to help others, especially in space of leadership, to maneuver through their emotions and the resources that they have. Yeah. You know, as I'm hearing you share that, and I love the, the, the definitions and I think they're so powerful. One of the things that I find, I mean, in my own life, but I'm sure others can relate to as well, often we assume there's this assumption that something has occurred and because of that, uh, we're not able to grow and develop and expand. And I know with the body of knowledge and, and work that you've done, the learning and development, you, you kind of challenge that because I, I remember a mentor, and if I paraphrase this correctly, um, no one ever has a bad childhood, meaning you can change the, your approach, your thinking of, around that. So what would you say to someone, woman in leadership or potential leader, and even the men who watching today that maybe something has happened that has kept them stuck because they don't even realize that there is a different pathway you know you're at a crossroads now you can select another path what insights and what are some steps that they should take to enable them to get moving on that new path I'd love for you to share some insights here this is a fantastic question and marie First thing that we need to understand is that everybody everybody has a conditioning. Every single and each of us has come from a certain environment, the environment which molded our perception of ourselves, our identity, but also the perception of the world. Let me just highlight here, this is a very individual perception. What this means is that if you can change and you can your identity and your perception of reality to the point that it continues serving your greater achievement and your progress, you are ultimately taking charge of the results which you are producing. 
it does not matter whether you had a difficult childhood like myself or whether you had the most beautiful upbringing there are. Every single and each of us makes assumptions about what we believe the world looks like, what we believe we are capable of. So number one, just understand that. Number two, know that you can take charge of creating your own beliefs, your emotional state, and more importantly, your performance habits. With that, you feel more, again, in charge of the results which you produce as a team leader, as a business owner, as a parent, as a partner, or as a, any, any other identity that you might be playing in your life. That's very important. And lastly, and I know that a lot of people find that very empowering. If you already, if you already had an image which your brain created of a future vision, maybe it is a multi-billion dollar business, maybe it is spending six months traveling, traveling around the world, maybe it is um, having another child or a first child, maybe it is being on the front line of a movement that changes the world. Whatever image or a vision you already created, what this means is your brain only creates images of the events which your mind already believe are possible. In other words, everything is possible. If you already saw it in your mind, it is already doable. From that point, you can really gain clarity what identity you need to create in order to pursue that vision, what emotional state you need to operate in in order to pursue that vision, and what daily habits you need to have in place, unbreakable habits, professionally and personally, that will allow you to day by day take daily steps to achieve that. Mm, I love that, Ella. And this is a beautiful segue into bringing in uh, Clout9, who's watching us from Periscope, says growth and development is a difficult thing to keep constant, but you've just said something about those habits. Speak a little bit more because I'm sure uh, this comment is not one just thought about from one person, but we can all relate to this. So speak a little bit more about establishing supportive habits that help us to maintain that momentum that we've worked uh, to, to get into place. Excellent. First thing I want to say, coming from uh, nearly a decade of, of fitness background, I know that most of us have a approach of achieving success um, in our businesses, in our career, by trying to sacrifice our well-being. This is not how really meaningful results are created. So first of all, I would say that it is really important that you prioritize your daily healthy habits that allow you to step up and achieve 10 out of 10 results in your emotional state, in your physical state, in your spiritual state. Everything is changeable, coachable, moldable, if you wish. You can take charge and control of those components of your life. Unfortunately, a lot of time, a, a, a lot of us 
feel like we do not have time to prioritize ourselves. We do not have time to uh, spend time with our friends and family on a regular basis. We do not have time to meditate, to exercise, to eat healthily. We do not have time to journal. We do not have time to uh, put ourselves every single morning in a cold shower and scream out positive affirmations. Well, we do have time. Unfortunately, if you are sacrificing your health and well-being, you are actually limiting your potential. The birth of your potential is in those small, small daily habits that you continuously implement. Another very important thing is to whatever and however you can do this to continue expanding your mind, your thinking, your consciousness. The reason why we think that our upbringing determines the results of our future, it's because naturally our perceptions of who we are and what we believe we can achieve are just so set in our subconscious mind that we don't question them. So if we could develop an ability to really question everything, how much can I really achieve? Is that really my, my limit? What can I really develop here? How much can I better myself in this area of my business or my life? If we could question what we call normal, <laughs> straight away we would open the window and open new ideas, new space for possibilities to improve those areas of our business and our personal life, personal life. I love that you've said that because it reminds me of, and, and you probably heard this, I'm sure we all have, the one minute mile. No one knew it was possible to run that till someone did it. And so, you know, we often hear the saying, surround yourself with five or however many uh, people that are far more advanced than you because they can continue to stretch the boundaries of what is possible. And I love that. And let's then talk about making it a priority to find your true passion, your purpose and values, because everything that you talked about now about, you know, the vision that you might have, the dreams that you might have, they're there for a reason. But often we may not be taking action because we haven't really made it a priority or maybe we don't really know how do I find what's my true passion my purpose and, and value speak a little bit more into this the answer to to this actually is quite basic it, it just that the domino effect the snowball effect of the concept which I, I am just about to share with you is actually huge the foundation of inability to either find our passion or purpose or pursue our goals is the fact that we only have two states of existence. Number one, it's, a, it's an empowered state. And number two, it's a disempowered state. Based on the type of a state you are in, whether you feel empowered or disempowered, based on that, you make decisions, take actions and create behaviors based on that simple concept. Well, easier said than done. On top of that, we have our default emotional state, our unconscious beliefs, the type of our support network that we, as you said, Anne-Marie, that we surround ourselves with. And we also have our past experiences. Every single day, add up an extra experience, which either opens our mind to possibilities or confirms what we already believed. Again, this could be positive or negative. 
if I believe that I am capable of running a multi-billion dollars business and every day I will take steps and just make decisions and create behaviors from my state of empowerment, more than likely sooner or later I'm going to get there, considering the factors that I just mentioned. However, if I just had that vision of running a multi-billion dollars business, which I love and being able to surround myself with amazing people and provide so many people with incredible work, space and opportunities. But straight away, I'm just going to talk myself out of it, out of this, believing that I cannot. This internal dialogue sneaks in and I might say things to myself like, who am I to think that? Who am I to think that I am capable of it? The past shows that I have failed. What makes me think that I can do this now? How am I going to get there? The big how is where a lot of us lose ourselves in. A lot of the times we need the certainty in knowing how we are going to achieve our goals, where oftentimes, and I know this, and I know we will agree, and marie from your, from your own experience, when you think about those big, hairy, audacious goals that you have, Thinking about them today, we don't always know how to. We just feel the passion burning in our belly and we know we must. Mm. And we know that eventually we will find the how for as long as we persist and we find that resilience and grit to get there. For those of us who haven't been on a journey to professional and personal development, for those of us who haven't had those small signs of confirmation that we are capable, for those of us who are just building the confidence, that is then the difficult process to understand that you can. Now, a lot of us find it very difficult to find the true passion and purpose. I feel like in the past, we called middle age crisis, the time of our life when we searched for purpose. But this issue is much deeper. We now see there is so much research done that youth really struggles with finding who they are, finding their identity, finding and answering that big question, what is my passion and purpose? What am I good at? What do I really want to do for the rest of my life? We then look at the elderly communities, people who want to pursue the next, the next thing in their life, people who have done the hard work and they have retired, for example, or people who achieved incredible results in their life, personally and professionally, but want to do more. But just question, what, what is there? What, what could I be doing more of with the next two to three decades of my life? Yeah. Or four or five, right? Now, if we lose ourselves in finding the path and we are unable to pursue it in a healthy manner, because of our behavioral unconscious drivers, we still search for satisfaction and fulfillment. We have basic human needs like love and connection, like certainty, like significance, like growth, like contribution. If we don't find healthy aspects of our life to fulfill them, we will find unhealthy aspects of our life to fulfill them. And this is where we dive into the world of addiction, unhealthy behaviors. Um, this is where we really sacrifice our values in order to meet basic human needs. This is when uh, we create self-sabotage 
This is when we create behaviors and make decisions which move us away ultimately from our higher selves, from our potential. Yeah. I mean, everything that you've shared, I mean, we could do a whole week or a whole month on every single aspect that you shared because it's just so, so important. And Sandra Boyd says true. So everything that you were saying, uh, she's agreed with. And by the way, I'm just going to do a shout out to Karen McDermott, who at, right at the beginning said, yay, love Ella. Great guest. Great guest. And I know Sally Ann is you a shout out because I know she's going to be listening as she's going for her walk over in beautiful New Zealand. But one of the things that I would often see and hear back when I was a career coach, career consultant, was the question, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, guess what? At the age of 40, I probably still did not know what I wanted to be when I got. Sometimes the questions we ask ourselves need to be reframed, but it is just looking at what do you enjoy? What comes naturally? All of those beautiful things. But I love that you've stressed, you know, often there can be things that inhibit your, the creativity or the space to give yourself uh, an opportunity just to do that re reflection. And I think now is such an important time to say there is hope, there is possibility, even for you, no matter what has happened in your past, because of the, the youth that we have today and even the not so youth, the not so young, the technologies that we have at our fingertips are fantastic, but they can also be to our detriment if we're continuously looking at, you know, that comparison. Oh, look at that she's got her life all sorted out when actual fact how many of us do I mean if we all had it all sorted out it would get quite quite boring wouldn't it too but speak a little bit more as we dive into that around that whole adversity because I think sometimes our greatest obstacles can be our greatest learnings that will catapult us into really sharing and, and stepping into our passion when we realize and I think you did too so please share whatever you want to share as far as that journey where you have been and what you have been through can be the light, the hope that you bring and can speak into someone else's life because you've walked that journey before and now they need to hear your voice and your story and insights so that they can think, you know what, it's not just me, I'm not on my own. But share a little bit about, you know, how that adversity can actually become your greatest asset. I am so glad you asked this question, Anne-Marie, because... As you said, people might be listening to us now and think these two women have it all together. Here they are doing something very courageous, um, speaking on online platforms, sharing their knowledge. We both have quite professional appearance, right? But we both were on our such individual journeys. My journey began in Poland. I was born and grew up in Poland. And my upbringing was difficult, but it was so beautiful at the same time. My father had a horrible drinking problem, which really affected the dynamic of our family. It affected my brother. It affected myself. And, and it affected my mother. Unfortunately, I lost both of my parents before I even turned 15. My mother, due to heart problems, uh, really as a result of years, 15 years of a stressful relationship and my father due to alcoholism. Without even knowing, I grew up with a deeply seated lack of self-worth and that determined the next more than a decade 
of my decisions, behaviors, and my actions. I embarked on over a decade of a journey, which I today laugh a little bit about. And I said, this was just a journey, which I call sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I embarked in limitless self-sabotaging behaviors. Why? Because as a young person, I wasn't capable to emotionally deal with excessive amounts of trauma. And that's how our human psychology works. We can survive unthinkable. We can overcome unthinkable. And there are so many millions of examples, walking alive examples in the world today, because so many of us carry the burdens of the traumas that we have been through. So many men and women carry the traumas of abuse emotional, physical, sexual. So many of us carry the burdens of discrimination, feeling not enough, feeling incapable, feeling insignificant. However, we have so much stigma around this that we just don't open up and talk about it. Well, in my early 20s, when I realized that my life was spiraling down, I was working crazy hours. I had successful, unsuccessful businesses. I had money. I didn't have money. I had relationships. I didn't have relationships. I had health and fitness. I didn't have health and fitness. That spiral going up and down between success and failure was exhausting. So after a series of panic attacks and after years of indulging myself in all sorts of stimulants and now wanting to find myself, wanting to have meaningful relationship, wanting to pursue the career that I knew I could have deep down, I knew that I could, I just didn't know how to, again, how to. I embarked on a journey of personal development and healing. I made a decision once upon a time that I was no longer to be a victim of my past and circumstances. It was exhausting, it was debilitating, and I had enough of it. And I made a decision that I would do anything it takes to find my power, to find my voice. And that journey really, uh, if I went back, it probably started at the age of really 21, 22. So we're talking now, over a decade of exploring that and it is still going and growing and perpetually evolving. And I want to also share this. For as long as you give your power away to something that has happened in your life, to the pain that was inflicted upon you, physical, emotional, spiritual, you will continue wasting your precious energy and and your potential, pouring that into unproductive space. All you can start with is to decide that you can live a different life, that you can be an extraordinary leader of your life, to live authentic life, full of power, empowerment, full of self-honor, self-value, full of faith. And from that place, you make changes every single day. It will be difficult. It will be probably long process, but it is so worth it. And today uh, I run a business which I absolutely love. I've got a beautiful 10 months old baby boy, Jordan. I live in the most extraordinary place here in Sydney by the beach. If you told me 15 years ago that I would live the life I am living now, I would laugh. I would say it's impossible. 
Wow, beautiful. Thank you. And Sandra uh, agrees. And I think we all can relate in some way or another, uh, maybe at different seasons of, of our life and stages, self-sabotaging behaviours, I can so relate. What I love about what you've just shared is that it really does uh, create and plant a seed that there is hope and there absolutely is and all of the things that you've said. But one of the things that you, you did also say, and I want to highlight that for everybody who is listening today or watching or even catching the recording from a leadership point of view, even if you've got a small business and a small team or even a larger business and a large team, there was some feedback that I heard someone share and it beautifully aligns with what you've said. And he said, even around the boardroom table in a close kind of a huddle type environment, one of the things that the leader uh, encouraged people to do was to share as much as they wanted. And if they didn't, that was okay. But it was interesting. They had both men and women around the table who shared a little insight into one of the, maybe the events, you know, the adversity that they had experienced that they believed still impacted and influenced some of their life. Not only was that a healing process because it was a safe space, you know, very, very safe space needs to be. Uh, not only was it healing to get it off, off their chest, but it was also healing as far as the team was concerned because they were able to really build a level of empathy and compassion that was just so deep, you know, when they heard about the stories of war, of death of children, and just, and, and it completely changes the entire approach of the business. What I loved about that too is how often in our communications do we assume, not just for ourselves, but we assume other things about other people but it's incorrect because we don't know the burdens they carry. We don't know the inner critic that continues to speak. We don't know the daily uh, dragging themselves out of bed to put a smile on their face. And how often do we assume if, if that's us that is going through this, that no one understands me, no one else really knows what I'm going through. But even though we may not have walked the journey, there is a level of compassion and empathy that we can support and surround that person and say, look, we're with you and we, under we understand you to the point that we want to support you and there's a way, you know, there's a way, there's, there's steps in that journey. I mean, I think that's a kind of environment we want to create, we need to create. When we think about the experiences people have gone through in 2020 and continuing in 2021, it's not all of a sudden when things go right again and get back to some um, form where we're able to travel and, and things like that. There are some healing that we need to deal with, for, you know, globally. And let's start talking about this. Yes. Wow. Your words are absolutely incredible. And I know that this might, uh, didn't sit maybe with some people who find it very difficult to find their way back from that adversity of COVID-19 that started now 12 months ago. Can you believe it? It has been over a year now. However, I'm just going to highlight as well. This is for the, this is really the first time which our generations remember as a society, we have overcome adversity globally many, many times before. I come from a country which over, overcame first world, second world, uh, world war, etc. not long ago. But our generations, we finally have a point of connection. I speak now with people from all over the world. My clients um, are, from, are everywhere, from US, Canada, uh, all continents. 
and we all can understand and understand and relate to each other on an emotional level, really knowing what that adversity feels like. And as you said, we can take this, that connection that we establish with each other, understanding each other, knowing that we all go through adversity and challenges, and we can introduce that, yes, to our boardrooms, to our work environments. It all begins with empathy and allowing ourselves to not aim for perfection, to let go of the comparison, to feel like the person who is standing next to you or sitting next to you in your office, whether you think that they are more successful than you or, or less successful than you, than you, they are a human being who more than likely had more than one experience which you also experienced. There would be more than one commonality which you would be able to build emotional connection over. So, so true. So, so true. And continue that conversation. You know, often when we have been through certain experiences and events, there's a, there is and can be, not going to speak this over people, but there may be a level of, of shame. And you mentioned about comparison. You know, each and every one of us is, is, is unique. And so while someone may find it a lot easier to get over something, to, to learn and develop and, and it just takes off, if that's slower for you, that's fine. You know, it's all, it, it's our own unique journey. So what I'm going to get you to do, Ella, is I'm going to share the screen so we can show how people can connect with you. So we're nearly at the end of the show, but I'd love for you to just share with people how you can support them, what's the best way to connect uh, after the show, and especially if they're listening to the recording too. Fabulous. Thank you so much for bringing this up. This is a lovely surprise. (laughs) I would love and I would invite everybody and anyone who was capable of relating to anything we discussed today to connect uh, with me on LinkedIn and to simply even look at certain things which I have posted first if they don't have the courage yet to reach out. And just see if that resonates with you. On a regular basis, I share value um, in the form of my own experiences, writing articles, doing posts. You, you can really get to know me there on a human level. I share advice in terms of my professional experience. Um, the second step would be to just reach out and and let's connect over the messenger. You have my contact number there, my email address. You are more than welcome to reach out. Um, thank you so much for sharing that, Anne-Marie. Now, if the message is now resonated enough with, a, with your audience, I would open, always open an invitation to a quick Zoom call. If we are resonating with each other, if you want to find exactly how I work, what my self-leadership self-leadership system is, if you want to find out what your areas of disempowerment are, if you want to find out why do you feel like you have hit a glass ceiling in your career, maybe you want to achieve the next milestone in your career and your business, but you are not exactly clear on how to. Or maybe you are struggling with your own well-being and you are not exactly a personal high performer, even though professionally you are a high performer, then reach out. I am more than happy to invite you to a complimentary self-leadership accelerator session where we're going to move you from a state of disempowerment to empowerment. 
Fantastic. Well, look, thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing your expertise. Please, if you are watching or listening to uh, the audio version, connect with Ella. As you can see, she's just, uh, you know, as as we mentioned and as you mentioned, Ella, the journey that you have uh, experienced and the learning, the development really drives a, a, a flame in you, if you will, to really help others recognise that it doesn't matter where you've come from, what you've experienced, the things that you've been dreaming about maybe for so many years now are possible for you. What it is going to take is that first step and let that first step be reaching out to Allah and having that conversation. So with that said, thank you so much again for coming on the show, Allah. It has been such a delight and uh, wishing you all the very best of success with your business moving forward. Thank you so much for having me on your today's show, Anne-Marie. I absolutely enjoyed talking to you as always. And thank you so much for sharing your time and your energy with me today. I had such a great time. Bye for now. This podcast is brought to you by TheInfluenceAlliance.com. Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.theinfluencealliance.com slash podcast series. That's theinfluencealliance.com slash podcast series.